0: So today we will talk about transitioning from uh, data engineering to machine learning engineer. And we have a special guest today, Sejal. And Sejal will tell us um, about your experience. Welcome.
1: Thanks for having me, Alexei.
0: Uh, tell us a bit about yourself.
1: Um, so, yeah. Um, hey, everyone. I'm Sejal right there. I'm a data engineer with a deep interest in building data and ML products end-to-end. My proficiency is into data platforms, infrastructure, and cloud architecture. That now extends towards ML Ops and production ML. Um, I'm currently in Munich, Germany, where I've been living for the last three years, but I'm originally from India, Mumbai.
0: So how did you end up uh, doing data engineering?
1: Uh, So, yeah, my background is in computer science and I've been in the tech industry for about 10 years now for across different roles, but mostly in data. Um, I started as an analyst, but soon realized uh, engineering was more appropriate for me. So I grabbed a BI engineering role for a financial firm, then worked as a software or backend engineer for data products in the insurance space and then gradually transitioned into data plat- into the data platforms and infrastructure area, working for different companies across different domains. And I would say for the last six to seven years, this area has been my forte with uh, use cases such as scaling the infrastructure for large scale processing and ML services or streaming architectures or building data lakes for BI and analytics and also DevOps for um, strong production and de- deployment workflows.
0: Mm-hmm. So your your background is uh, mm-hmm. in data engineering and you're transitioning to machine learning. So why do you do, uh, so why you're doing this and what do you do for this?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, in the current stage of my career, I'm aspiring to grow more holistically and be in more involved throughout the lifecycle of building a data product. And based on where I'm currently working, um, there's plenty of overlap between data engineering and machine learning engineering. Uh, so I co- closely collaborate with the data scientists to build tooling for experimentation and model deployment and uh, interfaces for serving prediction results, as well as for the application of NLP use cases such as sentiment analysis, entity linking, topic modeling, and knowledge graphs. Uh, and for uh, to have all of the standardized uh, and uh, like you know complying with the uh, with the platform uh, like, you know guidelines uh, i collaborate with the core co- co- platform team to build a robust and scalable infrastructure to support the needs of the data scientists um, for experimentation as well as have um, productionized and seamless pipelines for large-scale processing of such um, machine learning and NLP use cases. And for this, we leverage both cloud services, uh, mostly AWS, as well as on-premise and open source stacks.
0: So basically, you as a data engineer, you collaborate a Mm -hmm. lot with data scientists and they have different needs. Uh, They maybe are not the strongest engineers, so you're helping Mm -hmm. them with the engineering by building different platforms, by helping them use uh, cloud, uh, etc., And you do this as a data engineer. It seems like there is a, a lot of overlap with uh, what you describe, what you do as a data engineer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, what um, in industry maybe people would refer as machine learning engineer. Like, is it mm-hmm. normal to, to see that kind of overlap uh, in, in these roles?
1: So, um, to give a bit of a background, like in a general data or ML project lifecycle, after the business requirements, there are generally three phases of development, which are data collection, uh, then comes model training, and finally, the deployment. The data collection phase uh, includes steps in relation to data ingestion, processing, exploration, along with data labeling and the engineers make use of data lakes where uh, houses with ETL or ELT tools. The model training phase is mostly about training and evaluating your algorithm by feeding it uh, training data sets to receive appropriate parameters and features. So in a nutshell, feature engineering, hyperparameter tuning, experiment management, and the related software engineering and MF frameworks with distributed training libraries to do that. And finally, the deployment phase is all about taking a trained ML model and making its predictions available to the users and other systems. This includes serving layers, uh, API interfaces, continuous integration and delivery workflows, logging and monitoring of the model performance, feature stores, et cetera. So now, usually when ML projects move into uh, move from small-scale research experiments, that is the ideation and prototyping phase, to large-scale industry deployments, the teams and the companies require a massive amount of infrastructure to support large inferences and distributed training and data processing pipelines and reproducible experiments also, also model uh, monitoring. And given that experienced data engineers already have an engineering background and are also familiar with the intricacies and the behavior of data, I think it makes good sense for them to be more involved with the productionization of machine learning, either for a framework of a single data product, or it could be uh, for a centralized platform to standardize and processes in line with the organization's governance policies and uh, compliance obligations. Uh, this this whole uh, life cycle is what I would call ml ops um, and uh, ml ops or production ml and this this is uh, this is the stage where ml ops um, the hype that's created around ml ops is actually entering which oversees the entire life cycle of model management and mod, uh, monitoring.
0: Do you understand correctly mm-hmm. that uh, maybe in smaller companies, just mm-hmm. one data engineer or multiple data engineers can do all that. Uh, that's mm-hmm. why we see the overlap, um, but maybe in larger companies that are more mature, that have uh, more models deployed, then we can see this uh, uh, This job is done by two different uh, kind of roles by data engineer. The first step you mentioned that involves mm-hmm. all this data preparation. And then the last step more maybe is done by okay. machine learning engineers, right? But yeah, in smaller companies, true. maybe just a data engineer um, such as yourself can do all that, right?
1: Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so for you, this transition from uh, data engineering to machine learning engineering is natural because this is what you do at work. So this is just because maybe uh, the company where you work is uh, it's a small company, right? Mm-hmm. So then you get to wear multiple hats because you need to do this part, the first step of Preparing the data and then the last step of uh, productionizing the model, right?
1: That's that's absolutely right. Yeah.
0: And what what kind of I think you mentioned that you use uh, cloud uh, technologies for that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you use in general for for this?
1: So at work, uh, we use Python and Python-based frameworks almost everywhere for experimentation as well as for infrastructure. Uh, We use Flask um, or AWS Lambda for serving APIs, depending upon whether your up is cloud or on-premise. Then libraries such as Pandas and NumPy for data processing, Um, also Dask, Scikit-Learn, and Spacey for ML and NLP. For large-scale processing, we leverage cloud services based uh, provided by AWS, meaning the ECS containers, Fargate clusters, uh, managed airflow for pipelines and job orchestration, and AWS Batch with Docker images in ECR for batch processing. Um, for data exploration, we use Athena for querying, partitioned and parquet data in S3, which is our data lake. Uh, with Glue used for schema discovery and Jupyter Notebooks on SageMaker for experiments. Uh, We also use Kubernetes for some on-premise applications, which is great for auto-scaling, load balancing, and continuous availability. Uh, Besides this, our platform team strongly follows an infrastructure-first or an IAC-first mindset, and therefore Terraform is used heavily for all the initial setup to generate platform components. Uh, and GitHub workflows to orchestrate the CICD pipelines. They also ensure monitoring of service health that, with proper mechanisms for logging, monitoring, and alerting and ensure org- the organization's governance and compliance guidelines are followed with respect to anonymization, quality checks, uh, traceability of results and legal and regulatory compi- compliance. And apart from that, for the more advanced ML and NLP use cases, we are also looking at frameworks such as MLflow, Kubeflow, and the SageMaker suite. All of these provide uh, multi-step workflows across the entire model management lifecycle from spawning Jupyter Notebooks to experiment tracking to hyperparameter tuning, and also model deployment and modeling.
0: And you said, I think you mentioned a. What is AAC first I think it's infrastructure is code right mm-hmm. yes so basically right. all these tools like terraform uh, or there are others like uh, oh, no, mm-hmm. CloudFormation. formation so basically everything is set in code right and then
1: uh, uh, you would definitely want to keep things standardized uh, as an engineer for for proper management and like you know if you're you um, are if there are some isolated components that are uh, created on GUI, you may not be able to track all of them if you want to destroy them. Um, Or like, you know, just uh, if you happen to forget about them and like, you know, it will just keep running on the cloud and like, you know, charging you on your bills. you definitely don't want that.
0: Yeah, Yeah, thanks. Do you have any tips for people who would like to transition from doing data engineering to more doing uh, MLOps kind of stuff, uh, machine learning Mm engineer?
1: So, in terms of uh, technical skills and area, uh, I would say being knowledgeable in a broad spectrum goes a long way. So, for the data engineering part, which is ingestion, processing, storage, analysis, and labeling, uh, data engineers already bring uh, plenty of transferable skills in relation to the steps that I just mentioned. So, uh, like ETL uh, or workflow tools such as Airflow, relational, and non relational. Uh, Data data stores like MongoDB and Postgres, and also streaming, messaging, and large-scale processing frameworks like Kafka and Spark, are uh, nice to like you know know uh, because they are quite universal. And apart from that, knowing SQL and pandas for analysis is quite handy. For the ML-specific parts, one needs enough practical knowledge for machine learning to understand the model, what it takes to scale and deploy this model. So it's important to know the usage of at least one ML framework end-to-end such as PyTorch, TensorFlow, or Scikit-learn. That in combination with Docker for packaging your code and libraries for containerized testing and deployment for your applications is quite helpful. Uh, Apart from this knowledge, Of testing and uh, like production ML is uh, like, you know, related to testing and warm up of replacement models and A B testing of new models against older versions, seamless rollout of updates, failover procedures, um, and full over version control for similar uh, rollback to prior model versions.
0: Yeah, something else?
1: Um, Yeah, so apart from the technical skills, I would say on the soft skills side, um, the regular uh, advice for for engineers uh, that's given also applies here as well. So being pragmatic and agile and scoping out the requirements in the deliverables in a given um, uh, setup. And along with that, having a product focused mindset, thinking with a bigger picture and an understanding of requirements, like how accurate the model needs to be, what data is needed to enable the ML model to make predictions and how model is uh, required to be retrained. So just things like that. I think there's a good article uh, that I read recently. It was on... um, ML checklist, do you know which one I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, I think uh, like Timothy.
1: Uh, yes, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I have a link uh, book bookmarked, so I will uh, add it, I'll just share just it with you. Yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: So ML checklist, right?
1: Yeah. And yeah, apart from that and other resources, like I really found, uh, like, you know, uh, some stuff that covers uh, quite holistically. One of them is actually your book, uh, The ML Book Camp, uh, which has more focus on production ML and also in connection to software engineering. So that was actually my starting point uh, when I was uh, learning about ML in my personal time and how it is. How can I bring my transferable engineering skills and the application of machine learning?
0: Did you start machine learning with my book?
1: Uh, I mean, I was familiar uh, with some concepts, but in terms of like you know applying, yes, I did.
0: Oh wow, nice! <laughs> Thanks for promoting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not just advertising it here, I genuinely found it helpful. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, another resource that I also found uh, helpful that I'm going through uh, presently is, um, it's called Made with ML. Um, it's, it's an on- free online resource by Goku Mohandas. Um, it's it's also like you know holistically covering production ML, but it's more in connection to infrastructure uh, and ML. It, uh,
0: online, uh, yeah. it's like a website, right? With a a bunch website, of yeah. articles, I think that there are also videos, right?
1: Yes, that's true. Yeah, okay. um, it's uh, yeah, it's very much uh, similar in interface uh, and content structure to this website, Full Stack Deep Learning, which mm-hmm. is also another resource uh, that is quite awesome. Um, they are quite comprehensive uh, with respect to deep learning as well as uh, with the entire ML applications and software part of it. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And yeah, apart from that, uh, like um, I read some blogs uh, from the MLOps community, Uh, there are also some key people in the space such as Chip Ewan and uh, Luigi Picciuno from uh, MLN Production, Mihail Eric and Jeremy Jordan. So that is something that I read regularly. Mm
0: -hmm. How do you follow them on Twitter or some of Uh, of mailing lists, right?
1: Yeah, um, I I do have a Twitter list created. Uh, I'll also share that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I follow them on Twitter. They also have newsletters. Um, They have their own websites and newsletters. Um, Some of them are on Substack and some of them are on their own website. So Mm -hmm. yeah, you can enroll for them.
0: Yeah, thanks a lot for joining us today for sharing. Your story for telling uh, us what you do and how you're transitioning mm-hmm. to doing more dating, uh, machine in learning engineering, and for sharing your mm-hmm. tips. Thanks a lot.
1: Thanks, Alexi. I had a great time.